Exodus chapter 32 verse 31. And Moses returned unto the Lord and said, Oh, this people have sinned a great sin and have made them gods of gold. Somebody say gods of gold. Yet now, if thou wilt forgive their sin, and if not, blot me, I pray thee, out of thy book which thou hast written. Verse 33. And the Lord said unto Moses, Whosoever hath sinned against me, him will I blot out of my book. Therefore now go, lead the people unto the place of which I have spoken unto thee. Behold, mine angel shall go before thee. Nevertheless, in the day when I visit I will visit their sin upon them. And the Lord plagued the people because they made the calf which Aaron made. Chapter 33 verse 1. And the Lord said unto Moses, Depart and go hence, thou and thy people, which thou hast brought up out of the land of Egypt, unto the land which I swear unto Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, saying, Unto thy seed will I give it. And I will send an angel, and I want you to take note of the scripture, and I will send an angel before thee, and I will drive out the Canaanite, the Amorite, and the Hittite, and the Perizzite, and the Hivite, and the Jebusite, unto a land flowing with milk and honey. For I will not go up in the midst of thee. I'm going to read that again. For I will not go in the midst of thee, for thou art a... And I hope you're not coughing because of the... the, 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 the <laughs> but he said this. For thou art a stiff-necked people. Lest I consume you. Lest I get angry with you on the way. Amen. Verse 4. And when people heard these evil tidings, they mourned, and no man did put on him his ornaments. For the Lord had said unto Moses, Say unto the children of Israel, Ye are... What? Stiff-necked people. And I will come up in the midst of thee, and in, in a moment, and consume thee. Therefore, now put off the ornaments from thee, that I may know what to do unto thee. Verse 7. And Moses took the tabernacle, meaning he took out the ark. He took out the presents. He took out the, the cherubims. He took out. And he pitched it without the camp, meaning outside of where they were dwelling, afar off from the camp, and called it the tabernacle of the congregation. And it came to pass that everyone which sought the Lord went out unto the tabernacle of the congregation, which was without the camp. I want to say this in this context. The reason why we have church the way we have church is because sometimes the presence can't Stay in your house. Because your house is contaminated. So you need to come out of the house. And come to a tabernacle outside of the house. Because if you get sick, you get sick where? In your house. When you come outside of the house. That's what people don't understand. If things are going wrong in your house, don't sit there. Ah. If things are going wrong in your house, don't sit in your house. Get to the tabernacle where you can find the presence of God. Sometimes you find that it's in your house. You need to come and get the presence. Go back to your house and cleanse the, your house. Amen? 
Go to verse 12 of chapter 33. And Moses said unto God, See thou sayest unto me, Bring up the, this people, and thou hast not let me know whom thou wilt send with me. Yea, yet thou hast said, I know thee by name, and thou hast also found grace in my sight. Verse 13, Now therefore I pray thee, if I have found grace in thy sight, show me now that way, that I may know thee, that I may find grace in thy sight. And consider that this nation is thy people. Listen. And he said. My presence shall go with thee. And I will give thee rest. Verse 15 said this. And Moses said to him. 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 If. Thy presence. Don't go. Then I. Don't want to go. Amen. Moses said. If your presence don't go. Then I. Don't want. To go. If your presence. Does not want to go. Then I. Will not. Go. Let's talk about life. It's okay if we talk about life. Life. Brings us. To encounter people. True. As we encounter people, you will find that some of you behave in a certain manner because of the people you encountered. Some of you will change the way you speak because you heard somebody speaking in a way and then you'll speak like that. I often, Fiona, some people say this, which is a good thing, I don't know. Bad thing, I don't know. But they say, when we meet your sons, they may not look like you, but they speak like you. That's what I'm, I get told. I hope they speak in the right things. But that's a good word. Amen. But it's because of the power of association. That's Neville. He preaches that all the time. So the power of association then, in other words, breeds out or produces a certain character and a certain way of lifestyle. Amen? Certain way of lifestyle that literally will push you into being something that you were not born with. Amen? It will push you to become somebody that your mother can't even recognize. Many of my son's mothers say, thank you, pastor, for what you've done with my son. Because they end up looking different they dress different, they speak different, they behave differently because of the power of association. Where am I going with this? The children of Israel were not Egyptians. They were Israelites. They were a promised nation. They were a special nation. But because they became, were part of Egypt or captive in Egypt, isn't it amazing that you can get be in captivity and in captivity you can change to be like the one who's holding you captive. Uh, is it not true that sometimes you'll end up being like your enemy? Because when your enemy captivates you, he does not only captivate you with a jail cell. He captivates you with hatred. And you become a hater. Ah, he molds you and you think 
you think he's not molding you. But he's molding you to be a hater like he was. When he caught you. And so they are in this thing and they become more like Egyptians than Israelites. Ah. Financial trouble is never supposed to, to kill you. You know that. But when you start to hate on people that are blessed. Ah. When you say, why them and not me, Lord? You're canceling your blessing. And you're putting yourself. You're an Israelite. You make yourself an Egyptian. So what happens is they are now in Egypt and then they come out of Egypt and the Bible says that God is now looking at them and while God is having a conversation with Moses in the mountain, they didn't tell Aaron, Aaron, you need to make us a God. And Aaron says, okay, I'll make you a God because I know how to do this thing. I'll make you a God and he goes and he says, take off your earrings, take off all your gold that you got, let's melt it and he makes them a golden calf. Imagine this requel. That the children of Israel don't want a God that speaks. They want a God that they can hold. They want a God that they can see. Because even Moses, when he asked God, show me your glory, he said, no, I can't show you my face. But human beings are used to the space thing. Uh, I wonder why they call the book Facebook. Because human beings like... You wonder why technology... Has changed everything to be about your face. You were never ever ever able. 10 years ago to take a selfie. All of a sudden they swapped the camera around. And they made it more about you. Than the people that you take off. Why? Because that's what. That's what the devil wants. He wants everything about you. To be about you. The way you want it. Can take a dark man like me make a me look like i'm a white man put some shades of white in my skin i'm telling you take me a selfie i look whiter than white but i look ugly that way i like myself brown you see Everything is our face. So what do they say? Make us a God that we can see. Make us a God that we can feel. Make us a God. Now, you in church this morning, I want to say to you, congratulations, you in church. But for those that are not in church, people are centered around material possessions and things and, and items and clothing. And believe me, I love all of those things. But we are centered around that. But when that becomes our focus, we look at gold and we don't look at God. I'm going to say that softly. You look at gold, but you don't look at God. You lose sight of why you're doing what you're doing. I had a, a, a beautiful opportunity uh, to speak to a, a millionaires. Um, and, and, and they were like, I think there were 15 millionaires that I spoke to that, that morning. And, and, and I, when I was speaking to them, the Lord asked me to ask them, when is enough enough? When is enough enough? Let me ask you as the church, when is enough enough? So we make one million. Thank you. But then we want two. 
And then we make two, we want three. Yeah. And we make three, we want four. Yeah. And we make five, and then we make six. And then we make 10, and then we make 20, and then we make 30, and then we make 40, then we make 100, then we make 200. But along the way of making 200, 300, we get divorced three times. We have four affairs. You buy a yacht, and you're sailing alone. You live in a big house, but it's empty, because there is no giggles. There is no laughter. You drive a sports car with two seats. How irritating can you be? That you can't give nobody a lift. How nasty can you put an engine behind you and you can't put a person behind you because everything becomes about you and nobody else. Why do you think that marriages are where they are? Why do you think that children are where they are? Because we lose God along the way. And what do we do? We make up gods. We're making up gods. Some of you ladies, your makeup is your God. Yeah. Yeah. You spend more money on Mac and crack. That ends up cracking along the way. You spend more money on that. Come on. Come on. Ask you to buy a 200 rand ticket for the ladies conference. Oh, it's too expensive. But you can stand in Mac and order all the Mac you can get. Because you want to look fair. Because you want to have a couple of layers there. Because you want to fill some potholes along the way. I'm saying, who's your God? Who's your God? Let me go to the brothers. Let me go to the brothers. You can buy a flosham for 2,500 rand, 3,000 rand. You can go buy a little toy, an Xbox, because, mm, ooh, that's a thing for me. I hate that thing. Ooh, when I see grown men playing TV games, ooh, ooh, huh? I can hit you, brother. I'm telling you, I'll hit you. Men playing TV games. Jesus help you. Jesus help you. Duck it when I come to visit you. Duck it, duck it. Oh, I'll kick it off there. But men spend money on perfume. We spend money on cars. Anything that our cars, when I was with Joe Ash the other day, not this Joe Ash, a younger Joe Ash, and I was with him the other day, he took me in his car and he said, I'm going in this car. And the next thing is like the car is sneezing. So I'm like, does this car got a cold? That is thing is like every time the man go, I'm like, what's wrong with this car? Expensive car that is it's got a sneeze. He says, no, Pastor, that's a dumb valve. I say, what? What is dumb valve here? <laughs> <laughs> but we spend money on so many things. Why? Because human beings are like to hear. I'm not talking about him, but I'm saying 
We spend money on everything else. Why? Because we like to build little gods that we can see, that we can feel. And the Bible says, they said to Aaron, make us a God that we can see, that we can feel. We don't want a God that just speaks to Moses. We want a God that we can... And because of that, God gets angry. God gets angry with you when anything takes his place. God gets angry with you when you sit at home because you got visitors. God gets angry. You know what? He says, who became your God all of a sudden? Your visitors? Because when you're sick, your visitors don't sort you out. When your marriage is in trouble, your visitors don't come to your house. When there's somebody die, your visitors. Oh, come on. Oh, come on. And God is saying, hey, who's your God? So God gets angry with them. And then God says, right, listen, listen. I'm done with you people because you are stiff necked. Oh, Jesus. Some of you are going to say your husband's like that, but but you, a, a, a stiff neck, the, the term stiff neck comes out of the uh, comes out of the agricultural world. And what it means, Warren, is this in the agriculture they use an ox oxen to pull a plow through the land. And it plows the land, and when it and so the farmer, whoever's plowing, has a yoke. And the yoke has got a, a little like a like a spike or a nail that it uses to either accelerate or decelerate. But not only that, the, 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 the yoke has the ability to turn the direction of the ox. It has the ability to turn the direction of the ox. So the, if the farmer wants it to go left, it goes left. If the farmer wants it to go right, it goes right. And every now and then you get an ox, Ronaldo, that refuses to succumb to the yoke. And this ox literally shifts his neck. The farmer is saying, go right. He's saying, left. The farmer is saying, right. He goes left. Everything the farmer wants to direct him, he shifts. Morris is, is stiff-necked. And, and the farmer calls that ox a stiff-necked ox. Every time God wants to say, go right, he goes stiff-necked. Interesting, Ricky, about stiff-necked ox. When the farmer finds a stiff-necked ox, he pulls him out from the herd, pulls him out from the family, and he cuts him up, and he eats him. Because there is no room. Dave, I went and I googled stiff-necked. What does it mean, stiff-necked? It means stubborn and untractable. Possessing a spirit that resists the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Oh. Stubborn and untractable. Meaning one who has a spirit that resists the guidance of the Holy Spirit. There are some people today, God don't want nothing to do with you. Even though you are praying, God don't want to listen. Why? Because you want God to do what you want God to do the way you want him to do it. And because it don't come the way 
You want it. You say it can be God. So when it can be God, I make God. No, talk to me. I make God. When it's not coming right, I make a plan. Oh, am I talking to somebody? When, when, when I think God is not listening, I then phone somebody. Don't you know somebody that knows somebody? Oh, come on. And God is saying, I can't talk and I can't move and I can't lead stiff-necked people. Stubborn. 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 Now I know you're sitting in church saying, Pastor, I'm not stubborn. Maybe this is for somebody you know. But there are most of the times, nine out of ten times, the one who says I'm not stubborn is actually stubbornness makes you not only unpopular with men, but unpopular with God. When you are stubborn, God looks upon you and says, you are stiff-necked. You, you, you don't know. You're looking at gold when I am God. You want gold? Matthew 6 verse 33 says this, Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be. You are seeking the things, and you are not seeking the presence of God. Moses then comes to a place, and he says, God, I know they're stiff-necked, but I'm telling you, I'm not going nowhere if you don't go. Why? Because Moses understands that when I was nothing and I had a stutter and I had a stammer and I'm sitting on the backside of the desert, I saw a burning bush and you called me and made a nobody a somebody because of your presence. He was saying this, that I know. I know that if I have your presence... Um, that's why David said, you can take everything away from me, but don't take your presence. He said, if I go to the highest mountain, you are there. If I go to the lowest valley, you are there. Even if I make my bed in hell, there you are. He said, where can I go from your presence, God? I need it like the desert needs the rain. I need your presence. Why? Because presence gives you power. Presence gives you success. Presence gives you favor. Where can I go from your presence? I don't need your money. I need your presence will promote you. Presence will bless you. Presence will open doors for you. Presence. But we have trained ourselves to think that if you have a thing, you got presence. Presence cannot be defined by things. I'm blessed. Yes. True. But all the things that I have doesn't match the presence. I'm telling you, the presence of God is worth more than money. 
But you see, the way you are trained as church, the way you are trained, and because of our forefathers that have, that have molded church into being about money, into being about things, uh, it, it, we've molded it about that. But it's not about that. It's more about his... God walks into a church and he walks in and he looks out and he looks at the church and he, he walks out and he puts a sign, takes a nail and a hammer and he puts a sign on the door. Ichabod, the presence of the Lord has departed. Why must you come to a church like this? What's so good about this church? Our screens are not that big. The past is not that thin. It's not as good looking as others. Doesn't have much. But there's one thing that I can say about this house. Is that we have I know we have the presence of God. I'm telling you I don't want to be like any other church. I want to be uh, gee, I want to be like the church God called us to be and I, I want the presence of God because it's the presence. Moses said, God! Why do you think the next day, Moses, when he was dying, he said to Joshua, he said, Josh, do me a favor. When I'm dead, don't leave my bones. Don't leave my corpse because my bones must always be in the presence. Ah. He, 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 Elijah. The man dies. They put his bones. They put him in a, in a, in a tomb. He knew the presence never. They, 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 the story goes on to say. That as they were going with another man's body. And they were going to have a funeral. Something happened. And they took the man's body. And they said. Hey let's just put it here. For the time being, they put it there, Daneshi. When they put it there, Elijah's bones touch a dead man. And he woke up. Why? Because the presence of God has the ability to resurrect your life. The presence of God has the ability to bring what is dead to life. The presence of God has the Jesus walks into Jairus' house. He says, what? She's not dead. She's sleeping. Why? Because the presence of the Lord carries the ability to... Presence! Dion, don't buy yourself another fish tank. Buy the presence of God. You know how you can buy the presence of God? This is rock your theology. Amen. You know how you can do it? Exchange your worship for his presence. Amen. Get to worship and you'll get the presence. Get to worship and you'll get any family that can worship together. Any family that can get around the table and say, Your presence. Is here. I got no food on my table, but your presence is here. I got no petrol in my car, but the I was riding Brighton, I was riding from the airport with my buddy yesterday. He's taking me, and he was taking me to the funeral. 
And he said, hey, hey, look at you, man. He said, hey, you rich, man. I said, yeah, I am. He said, ha, ah, AIDS, I wish I could be like you, man. You got it, man. I said, hey, Bob. I said, true, I do have it. I took my phone, I went onto my, my, my Standard Bank app, and I pressed my Standard Bank account. 20 rand, 69 cents. <laughs> I put it in front of him. I said, Jim, check it. He said, ah, you got another account. You're lying to me. You, you, you rich, man. You rich. I said, yes, I am. I went into my F&B account. Brighton, you don't even want to know how overdrawn that account is. I think even F&B don't even know it's drawn. But I know a, a, a white lady recording phones me all the time. She phones me. Uh, if you are Mr. Naidu, then please take note that your account is overdrawn. Please settle the bill before the amounts get unpaid. I just say, bless you, bless you, bless you. rich. You know why? I carry the presence of God. I know I know that you only feel good when you got money but I feel good every morning because I got the presence of God. I wake up in the morning and I say thank you for your presence. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your presence. I don't need it. Because Steve, I can tell you of people that are driving my dream car. S63. They're driving my dream car. They're driving it. But I'm telling you, son, they're talking to themselves. Yeah. They got nobody. They got nobody. Me, I drive my fortune. I'm telling you whether the car ride hard, whether the car is uncomfortable, but man, he sit next to me. And when I talk to him, he talks to me. When I kneel to pray, I hear his voice. I'm telling you, church, seek the presence of God. You want your children to be blessed. Don't go and take loans and give them a false sense that you're doing well. Meanwhile, you took a loan. Oh, daddy, you're going to buy you anything you want. With money you borrowed. How is that? Huh? But you need to ask God for his presence. Amen. You know what? Yesterday, I got to the airport. All the planes were delayed. Every plane because of the weather. I'm asking the lady, Sister Dane. At the counter, I said, is this plane not supposed to be delayed? I said, Pastor Nelson, I said, oh, they're boarding early. I said, Jesus, you'll take me so quick. <laughs> ah, I jumped into that plane. The pilot said, we're in for some bad turbulence. Don't take out your computers. Don't serve no hot drinks. Nothing. I'm thinking, Jesus, I don't need a hot drink right now. <laughs> Man, I buckled up. You know what I said? I said, if his presence is in this place, there's no storm. You may be able to shake me, but you can't take me out because I carry. Ah, you may be able to move me, but you can't take me out 
because I carry the presence of God. I don't know about you. Your world may be shaking right now, but he can't take you out because you carry the presence of God. Your world may be shaking, but he can't take you out. He can try and rob your house. He can try and steal your health. He can try and affect your family. But I'm here to tell you, he can't take you out because you carry. You carry the presence of a mighty God. Don't walk around like a weakling. This week, don't walk around like somebody that's a nobody. Walk around. Walk around like some. I'm going to tell you, you got nothing to your name. I don't need nothing to my name. I got a name above every other name. His name is Jesus. You may tell me I'm a nobody, but I know who I am. I know who my God is. I know his name. You need a contact. I got a God. You need a loan. I got a God. You need an answer. I'm told that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. You need a way? I got the way. You need an answer? I got an answer. You need a God? I got a God. You need provision? I got Jehovah Jireh. You need healing? I got Jehovah Rapha. Whatever you need is in the presence. Oh, go home today and say, I need the presence. I need the presence. I know builders go on holiday in December, but if you got the presence, my baby, there's a builder that will stay open in December to get your when you get the presence people will do things for you they don't know why they're doing it when you get the pre- let me make this announcement you don't need gold when you got God I'm gonna say that again you don't need gold when you got I'm gonna say that again for some people that need to get this in your spirit you don't need You know, Julie, I said to my friend yesterday, I said, you know, Bob, you can tell me you're earning certain salary. You can tell me Denegri is earning certain salary. If you ask me how much you earn, I don't know. <laughs> but I don't know. If someone had to ask her how much you earn, there's something she wants. They ask for a pay slip. She's still not taking the calls. Because she can't produce a payslip. Because if you ask how much she earns, you ask me. But if you ask us if we pray, if you ask us if we know, Zoe was laughing at me. She said, Daddy, you're praying like the Muslims now. I said, Why, baby? She said, You got a mark on your head here. And it's a truth, Sly. One day I was praying. And I'm knocking my head on the floor. Because Ronaldo, I don't know. I don't know how my car will get paid. 
I don't know how the house is getting paid. I bought a house with no money. Who does that thing? Mad people. You're moving to a house, you never pay nothing. Huh? You got a tenant sending you. He was with me that day. Tenant told me, Pastor Nairo, we need to do this thing. I said, no problem. He's telling me, Dad, what's this thing here now, Dad? What are you going to do here? What are you going to I said, don't worry, son. It's taken care of. You just look at heaven. Because you got the presence. When you got his presence. When you got his, oh man, I'm talking to somebody. Yeah, this morning. Quit your stress. Quit your worry. Oh man, I got to go receive that body now. I'm telling you, just quit your stress. And quit your worry. Stop it. Stop being stubborn. Some of you are too pride, proudful for your own self. You're so stubborn. Stop being like a mule. Stop being like that ox. Start getting under the guidance of the Holy Spirit. And when you get under the guidance of the Holy Spirit. And you got the presence of God. There is nothing that can come your way. Adele, one person saw me. They said, you got an attitude. I said, yes. Because I work for the CEO of heaven. Work for the CEO. You know who's the CEO of heaven? You think if Nestle could afford a couple of good things for me, when I work for the CEO of heaven, you know what he can afford? You know what he can, oh man, I want to talk to you this morning and just leave you with this this morning. You have the presence of God. Don't look at your boss. Don't look at your money in the bank. Don't look at don't look at your landlord. Don't look at... Because just now, you'll be the landlord and they'll be the tenant. I'm saying to somebody this morning, this week must be the biggest week of your life. You've got to learn it. You've got to walk in it. you got to say, i got the presence of God. This must be the biggest week of your life. Because you must go with the presence. When you're walking to work and they're giving everybody increases, don't say, I wonder when mine is coming. No, 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 no. You walk with the presence of God. And they say, but why are you walking like that? You say, I got the presence of God. He is my God. He is my Savior. David said, He is my God in whom I trust. Presence. 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 Presence! Presence! Stand, I'm done. Presence of God. Oh, I feel like I'm going to a funeral. But I'm going to raise that girl to life. I feel like that. I feel I got like a... Oh. Presence of God. You have the presence of God that is with you. That will never leave you. That will never forsake you. The presence, the presence, the presence.